Well, good morning. Welcome to worship on this beautiful Sunday morning. We begin our worship in the name of God the Father of glory, in the name of God the Son, and in, in the name of God the Holy and Life-Giving Spirit. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Since we are justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. God's love has been poured into our hearts through the gift of the Holy Spirit. And in the mercy of Almighty God, Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. And for his sake, God forgives all our sins. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Our gospel today is from the 10th chapter of Luke, beginning at verse 25. Glory to you, O Lord. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus replied, what is written in the law? How do you read it? And he answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said, you have answered correctly, do this and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus, and who is my neighbor? And in reply, Jesus said, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho when he fell into the hands of robbers. They stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road, and when he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So too a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. And then he put the man on his own donkey, took him to an inn, and took care of him. And the next day he took out two silver coins and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. And Jesus said, go and do likewise. The gospel of our Lord. I invite you to uh, join me in praying the Holy Spirit prayer in our time of meditation together this morning. Come Holy Spirit and fill the hearts of the faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. Send forth your spirit, and we shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. God, who by the light of the Holy Spirit, who instructs the hearts of the faithful, 
Grant that by that same Holy Spirit we may be made truly wise and ever rejoice in your consolations. This we pray through Christ our Lord. Amen. Well, we have before us today this uh, gospel account that has been uh, one hey, of those stories. Hey, Pastor. That, what? Oh. Hi, Jen. What? Um, I, I want to be a good Samaritan. You want to be a good Samaritan? Yeah, earlier you said you were, um, you were recovering from yeah. camp. Yeah. I'm I think you might need a break. You think I need a break? Yeah, so I was actually talking with Susan about the story of the Good Samaritan, and I was wondering if maybe, Susan, you might want to come up and say a few things. Oh, and, so, uh, so you're going to take my sermon time today? Uh-huh. So this sermon, I can just save this for another Sunday, perhaps. Yep. Oh. Hey, Shelly can help. Well, well, thank you. And Kim's here, and Linda, well, and Nadine. Okay. Yeah, we, we got a sermon for you, Pastor. Okay, thank you. So um, these, these ladies here are all part of the network table, and we all have a few things that we could say about, you know, Good Samaritan work and stuff, and so I'm going to bring up Susan. Good morning. I'm Susan Leifer, and I'm here with these wonderful group of women to talk to you about a ministry project that Mount Olive recently became involved with. And uh, the overall term for the project is the network table. And just as an aside, we had no idea what the gospel reading would be for today. We just chose this Sunday. It was convenient for all of us. And then I don't know if it was Jen or Kim who looked it up, and we just looked at each other and went, Whoa. <laughs> so it's very fitting. So you may or may not have heard about the network table. We've been uh, putting articles in the Olive Branch. You may have attended a council meeting and heard them talk about it. There may have been slides up on our screens during services. Um, and even if you do know or have heard about it, you're probably still wondering what the heck it is because it was a concept that was uh, really new to us and uh, we still have uh, problems trying to describe to people what it is that we do. Uh, so to start the model, the network table model was developed by a gentleman named John Katov, and he is the CEO of OpenTable. So OpenTable is the company, if you will, that has developed the network table model. And basically what it is is a group of eight to ten individuals who come together to form a network table. We literally sit around a table. And the table is formed to help support the immediate needs of either an individual, a family, or an organization. And then the people who sit at that table utilize their network contacts in order to help the priority needs that either the individual, family, or organization has set for us. This network table is actually part of a larger pilot program. First things first, an open table came together and thought that this network table model would be something that could be utilized to support daycare centers throughout the state of Arizona. And we all know how important quality childcare is to families and to our community. And so they saw the potential for tables across the state to support educational centers across the state. So the organization that we're going to, that we are supporting is Guiding Light Christian Educational Center. They've been in Lake Havasu for 37 years, and the director, Nadine Bartles, is with us today. 
I'm going to introduce the members of the table. Some are here, some are maybe out there um, watching us at this moment. But first we have Kim Corbin. If you want to stand up, I'm sure everybody knows who you are. But uh, she is the head of the table, okay? And then we have Shelly Hales. Again, you know who Shelly is probably. And she is she's the line of communication between the organization, Ornadine, and the table. Uh, we all interact with Nadine, but Shelly's responsible for communicating to her exactly what is going on. Some of the, uh, we have Kelly Hayes Thorson and Jennifer Clark, and Jen's here. Uh, we have Rita Kidder, Linda Paquette, Linda right over there, Chris Cutter, and myself. And we are all responsible for carrying out the projects that are assigned to us. Shelly's going to talk a little bit more about these, what we call priority needs. And they are set again by the center. Uh, we don't tell Guiding Light what we think they need. They tell us what we need. And that's at the core of this model. It's whatever they say they need, not what we think they need. Um, another member of the table is John Katov, and again, he might be watching. He just likes us so much that he decided that he wanted to sit on our table as well. And again, he's the CEO of Open Table, so he sits on our table as more of a, an advisory capacity. And then, of course, we've introduced Nadine. She's our boss. <laughs> we answered to her, uh, and she, of course, sits at the table as well. So this is a, a real... A brief description of what the ministry is all about and you guys will be getting handouts that give you a little bit more detail how the network table even came to be and it's all because of a gentleman named Ernie and it's actually an amazing story and that's part of that handout that you'll be getting so next uh, Shelly Jen and Linda and Kim will uh, talk about the table the daycare centers current needs and um, where we are in fulfilling those needs and how you guys can become involved as network partners. They'll talk about the success of the, how the success of the ministry will impact early childhood education centers across the state. And lastly, Nadine will talk to us about the impact the table has had on Guiding Light Christian Educational Center thus far. And you see there are three priority needs. Nadine's first job, we just said, well, we need to know what you need from us. What needs fixing? What would you like? And, and the list is long. And then we said, well, you pick the first three. We'll work on the list a little at a time. So each team that Susan described has one of these needs. And she and Chris Kidder are working with replacing the windows and exterior door. The door has a new keypad on it for security, which was never there before. And according to Nadine, the parents are just totally thrilled. They now have a safer entrance, and nobody else can get in the building except those who are supposed to be in there. Jen and Kelly are working on fall zones. And what the fall zone is, is the area around the playground, there are codes that say how deep basically the landing is when they're jumping off the playground equipment and it has to be six inches of sand. Well, you know what sand does around here, it just kind of blows everywhere and it's all over the sidewalk and pretty soon they have to truck in more sand. The area that is this priority is Jen and Kelly are 
getting materials together with the youth, painting and so forth, to actually hold the sand in where it needs to stay instead of always getting pushed around by little feet. And the last priority need that is currently being worked on is Linda and Rita, and they are assisting a member of the staff who is a loving, wonderful teacher, just not quite capable financially of paying for the periodontal work that she needs done. And this is a need because everyone feels, Nadine feels for sure, having a very close relationship with this lady that this will give her so much confidence and just enlighten and inspire and add to the beautiful teaching that she does in the first place. So those are the priority needs that we are currently working on right now. And once again, the rest of the list is still there but we have to have a starting point. Connections are the key to social capital, and what social capital is, is the way that we connect with our community members. If all of you think about the people that you know, those people have skills and talents that can help other people. It's one of the things we do here at Mount Olive usually every year is we ask for your time and talents. We want to know what you can do, if there's anything that you can do that might be able to help the church. In a way, this is similar to that. The members that we have on our team, if you have 10 table members, and let's say we know about 20 people that have skills and talents, those 20 people know 20 other people. That increases our 10 table members by 200 contacts people that we know that would be able to help fulfill some of the priority needs that Nadine and Guiding Light have. If you multiply that, you get about 4,000 people. So from a group of 10 people, the reach of connections and contacts that we all have increases exponentially to be able to fulfill the needs of a community member. Just in our network table at Mount Olive, the members that we have, we've got 262 connections between us. In about 45 minutes, we all listed about 32 connections each, and one of our members listed about 63. The different sectors and areas that we have found most helpful are agriculture, construction, home, insurance, real estate, businesses, um, faith communities, personal care, uh, retirees. You guys have so much knowledge and, and wealth of experience in your lives that being able to ask you questions is vital to be able to increase the ministry and be able to work together with other people. Community partners that we've contacted for the periodontal needs that the staff member is desperately in need of. They've contacted two or three dental agencies within Lake Havasu City and they're working on getting funds put together, not from Mount Olive. We're reaching out into the community to be able to provide fundraisers and see if some of this work can be taken care of without the need of, of funding from Mount Olive. We're looking, we're talking to the dental agencies and seeing if they can maybe discount rates or pro bono work or anything like that to be able to help within our community. The windows and doors, we've reached out to about five members in the community that do windows and doors, but in order to finance those windows and doors, we need to ask people to be able, each window costs about $500. We're asking people to be able to donate $500 for the purchase of the windows. With each purchase of the windows, people will be getting a little plaque on the side 
that says this window is donated by, and Sunday School decided that they wanted to help a youth center because our youth are incredibly passionate, even our littlest ones. They wanted to be able to help other young children. So we donated one of the windows, and we'll have a little plaque on the side that says this window is donated by Mount Olive Youth. But there are other community members that have donated funds for windows, and they'll each get a little plaque. So they're all supporting Nadine. The other work that we're doing is the fall zones. And we've reached out to about 15 community members here in within Lake Havasu City and about 15, 20 outside of Lake Havasu City to try to come up with the best materials that we could to keep everything within the fall zones. Not only that, we're going to need people to be able to move all of this sand. And I don't know about you, but it's really hot outside. And I kind of wilt in the sun a little bit. So we've got our youth that have volunteered to help, and they've got friends who would love to volunteer to help. And we're also reaching out to other churches and connecting with other youth groups that are a bit more resilient than maybe some of us in our advanced years. They can withstand the sun a little bit longer. They can help get all the sand where it needs to go. They can paint some of the equipment that we have to kind of keep all of this, all of the sand within the, the play areas. And I love the fact that our youth are helping with this, that they see the early childhood education as something that benefits everybody, not just at Mount Olive or Guiding Light, but within our community. If you really think about affecting change in your community, we all bring our children to church. First thing when they're born, we get them baptized as soon as we can, and, and we bring them up in the faith. If you're thinking about changing a community at the grassroots level, you're thinking about birth to five years of age. You're thinking about affecting the lives of small children, and that's exactly what Nadine and Guiding Light does. They affect change at the very center, at the roots of our community. And if we can encourage and help these young people grow and help education and preschools and daycare centers like Nadine's, being able to grow our community from the roots, creating that strength and, and giving everybody a leg up, is going to be the best that we can possibly do, not just for Mount Olive, but for the entire community of Lake Havasu City. So I want to thank you all so much for being able to support Nadine, Guiding Light, the Mount Olive Youth, and all of our community members, and everybody here on this table. Community interaction and support to our program comes from our social capital. It's amazing what we find we have access to in labor, supplies, and funding when we look at all the people we know and have interacted with. Social capital is not only what we can access, but what we can also give. Being able to utilize our project and maybe next we will have social capital for another project with the skills and information we're developing. Being able to share within the community, not just the church, but with other churches, businesses, and social services to be able to create more effective address of issues for everyone is what we're working toward. Remember, at some time, as we're expanding our social network, you may need that sometime, and that will be available to you. When Jen talked about all of those contacts we thought about in 45 minutes, none of us expected to have that big of a list. I am, I am sure, like us, you could spend 45 minutes thinking of people. <laughs> Thank you for your time and thinking about how um, big our connections can be. Uh, this next section, we're going to talk a little about, about where we're headed. Um, when we began this project, 
we were only thinking about Mount Olive helping Guiding Light Christian Educational Center. Um, we didn't know anything else. Actually, we didn't know too much when we started either. But we have a much better understanding of where things are headed from here. Um, we know about the expansion plans that John Katoff and Angie Williams with Open Table have um, ongoing right now. They've received a $100,000 grant to support 10 more tables in the state of Arizona. They're right now working with First Things First to get those tables set up. We, they know that five of them are going to be in the North Phoenix area and the other five are going to be spread across the state. Um, John is also working on getting another $100,000 grant to support 10 additional tables, which would be 20 tables total. And that's still really not even it. Um, the, the idea is with the support of First Things First, they, they want tables across the state to do this work of supporting um, child care centers. Uh, so it's pretty exciting. And in addition to that, um, they are, there are people in other states who are talking to John about doing the same network table, table model in other states. So right now we're one little table, but we know that the Holy Spirit is completely blowing up this project and expanding it across the nation. So we're pretty excited to see what will come up next. Uh, we're going to finish up. Nadine is going to come up and talk to you a little bit about the impact on Guiding Light Christian Educational Center. Good morning, everyone. Uh, last night I had a hard time talking because I got super emotional. But I want to tell you that when these ladies came to me, they were way more than Good Samaritans. They were answered prayers. Guiding Light's been open since 1985, and social capital is not a new idea to us. A lot of things happen in small businesses and small schools like ours through asking our families who maybe dad's a carpenter to fix a door or we have an AC repairman who's a parent and we'll trade some tuition for that type of thing. So when these ladies came to me, we were at a point in March of 2020, which all of you can remember as when the world kind of tipped on end. A lot of changes happened really swiftly that made it hard for our staff and the school and the parents to feel comfortable and safe and happy at school. We lost a lot of students, we lost quite a bit of staff, and I was kind of lost just because who knew? Who knew what was going to happen? Um, I didn't have a lot of director experience at that point, and no one had any director experience of directing during a pandemic and you know, taking temperatures and all the things that had to be done. So when these ladies came, they, they offered the idea of the network table, but they also offered the idea of just being there for support, and I appreciate that so much. Um, moving forward, we're super excited to be working with them. A slide will come up here real soon that's going to show a couple of shade structures. Oh, nope. There's me with the whole generation. Here they are. So in 2007, a loving family at Guiding Light donated shade structures to the playgrounds because the state says I have to have so many feet of shade per so many students. So they offered, uh, the dad worked at Creative Tents, and they put up these great tents, and we traded it for a couple years of tuition for their students. But then in 2013, one got destroyed by a storm. It was about $35,000 to repair. So it remained unrepaired for quite a long time. In 2019, the second one was destroyed. And now here we are. We finally got them repaired about three, four months ago. 
because we have another family whose dad works for Creative Tents, but he's in their international program, so he's not always here in Arizona. But when he was, he took his own time and his own crew to put the new shade structures on. And that's how we've always done things at Guiding Light. So we love that these ladies have just changed the scale of what we can do with all, like Jen said, if 10 of us know 20 people, that's 200 people versus myself sitting in my office going, who do I know? Who do I know? Who do I know? I know people because <laughs> I've lived here since 1976, so I do know a lot of people, but people get tired of seeing your same old face coming, going, they see me coming and they're like, oh, here she comes. She's going to ask for something. So these ladies are changing the scale of it and the way that it's done, and I love each of them for it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to us this morning, and we'll keep you up to date. Continue to watch the Olive Branch for our newsletters. We'll let you know what's going on. And you can reach out to any of us at any time with comments, questions, ideas. We would love to hear it. Because um, even though we're the eight that are sitting on the table, w the idea is to get as many people involved as possible. So thanks for your time. Please join me now for our, the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and, and the, the power, and, and the, the glory, glory forever and ever. Amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Go in peace and tell what God has done. Thanks be to God.